0: Hi, and welcome to the 12th House Podcast, where we talk about making the unseen seen. I'm Michelle, the CEO, founder, and head witch in charge here at Holisticism, and welcome to our weird corner of the internet. I am so happy that you're here. I promise it is full of witchcraft and magic and intuition and oddity. And also some fun, hopefully. (laughs) Welcome. Happy that you're here. Thanks for stopping by. In this episode, I'm going to dive into the anatomy of a six figure month in an intuitive business what it takes to make 100K or more in a month, which is a lot. (laughs) It was a lot for me when it first happened. So I'm going to talk about that. And I'm not going to lie to you, really nervous to record this episode which I'll get to in a second, but before we get into that juicy content, a couple of Holisticism businessy updates to tell you. This month, I'm teaching a series of four classes, basically to prep all of our intuitive entrepreneurs and intuitive innovators out there for the best 2021 they could possibly ever have, hopefully, crossing our fingers, right? Honestly, anything's an upgrade from 2020. So I'm teaching a series of four classes on the four pillars of intuitive business. Last week, I taught our very first class on growth, and we talked about how to grow your audience and how to set your growth numbers and how to do that in an intuitive way for the work that you're doing. Today, on December 8th, if you're listening to this podcast, the day that it goes live, I'm teaching a class on revenue, how to basically create some revenue numbers that make sense for you and your work and then how to execute on them. And of course, we're going to be talking about the pragmatic and practical ways to execute on delivering revenue. And we'll actually talk a little bit about that in this episode, but also some magical ways. We're going to talk about this period of money. Well, we'll talk about a lot of stuff. It's going to be really fun. You can sign up for class for free, free free 99 at holisticism.com backslash workshops. And if you can't come to class live, that's okay. Sign up anyways, because I send a replay to everyone who signs up. You can't get the replay if you don't sign up for class. So even if you know that you're busy today and you're like, well, shit, can't come live. That's all right. You can get the replay. All good. Just make sure you go sign up at holisticism.com backslash workshops. I have two more classes after today's class. The next one's on December 15th. It's all about retention and regeneration. So nourishing yourself, nourishing your community and your audience, and making sure that we're not just extracting and creating like a single serve experience for our customers and clients and that we're really delivering value and creating a relationship that flourishes over time. And then finally, the last free masterclass is on impact and that will be on December 22nd. And for me, this is the most important. I know that, that most people want to focus on growth and revenue and that makes sense. And we'll talk a little bit about why that actually happens in this episode, but impact is the reason that you wake up in the morning on the days that you don't want to show up and do your work. you know Your vision and your purpose for the work that you do, it's so important. It's necessary, I think, if you want to be resilient and have that reason to keep going because sometimes this shit is really hard and you don't want to do it anymore. And you need to have a reason beyond making buku cash to show up. So we'll talk about how to build impact goals into your business and how to reorient the work that you do around purpose and community. All those classes are free. You can sign up for them at holisticism.com backslash workshops. I love teaching. They're so fun. And I love learning from you and hearing your questions, like I said. So hop on into class. If you're already my student, you know how fun they can be, how weird they can be. And if we've never met before, come on Just try me out. It'll be fun. I promise. One last thing that we're doing at Holisticism, our North Node community, our private members community for intuitive entrepreneurs and leaders opens at the very end of December, which is super exciting. The North Node is the best. We've got over 300 people in the North Node right now, and we'll add plenty when we open the doors, but we only open doors twice a year to the North Node. And basically every single month you'll get a masterclass, workshops, trainings, reading lists, and opportunities for one-on-one coaching with me and other guest experts all around themes of intuitive leadership and entrepreneurship. So we talk about the mystical and the magical. We do things like candle magic and the Akashic records and tarot, but we also look at other aspects of intuitive business, like how to set up a membership site and how to grow your audience with free traffic and how to hack Pinterest and how to use SEO. And we marry all these things together and it's a really, the content's great, but the community is like, ugh, Chef's kiss. That's what's so amazing about it. We've got this incredible group of people who it makes me want to cry. Like if I spend too long thinking about how amazing these people are, I will cry because I'm I'm a Pisces. And <laughs> and they're diverse and all over the world and doing incredible things. And they are The biggest cheerleaders for each other. We have people who have started businesses together, started podcasts together, who have gone on to co create amazing things together and become internet BFFs. And it's really just a cool place. If you want to learn more about the North Node, go to holisticism.com backslash north dash node and you can sign up for the VIP waitlist. We'll open the doors only for a couple days and then we shut them down. We only open the doors to the North Node twice a year because we really want the opportunity for people to build community. And we don't love having like a just open door policy where people can sort of like swing in and swing out. We really think it's important to manage these relationships and help them thrive and grow and nourish them. So that's exciting. It happens at the very end of December. If you're curious to learn more, check it out at holisticism.com backslash north dash node, or just shoot me a DM. I'm happy to answer your questions. All right. With that, let's jump into today's episode. All right, we're going to talk about money. So I'm really nervous recording this podcast episode. I just want to be candid with you. We are pulling back the curtain, we're shining a light on the things that go unseen. That's what this podcast is all about. Honestly, that's kind of what I'm all about. And still, it is is nerve wracking, right? Like it's scary to share some of this stuff or intimidating to share some of this stuff for me, because I mean, like I get nervous when I have to ask for ketchup at a restaurant. (laughs) You know, Um, I'm not one of those, like taking pictures in public for Instagram is something that I would never, ever do, which is probably why why I'm not an influencer. So I get very nervous. I have lots of social anxiety (laughs) and I get very shy around some things like sharing successes and sometimes what I know really well. And I also know that money is a complex topic and a nuanced topic. And I want to approach this conversation from a place of intentionality and thoughtfulness and care. And my intention with sharing how the anatomy of a hundred K month in an intuitive business like holisticism is not to prioritize wealth. It is not to prioritize currency and capitalism and making money above all things. It's quite the opposite. My intention is to share what this looks like because when you can see through, when you can see the steps, the tangible steps that you may need to take in order to get results like this, if that's what is important to you, you can stop worrying and obsessing about money and you can just follow the roadmap. I know that when I first started my business, And before I started my business, when I was making not that much money as my normal salary, I was obsessed with trying to figure out how people did it. You know, I felt like everyone else had these cheat codes or like this secret information that I didn't have to accumulating capital and resource. And it was like a big boulder in my way, right? It was like the only thing that I could focus on because I felt like I didn't have it. And For me, that's been my relationship with money when I didn't have it. It was the only thing I could think about, right? It's kind of like when you're hungry, all you can think about is when you're going to be able to eat next, as opposed to what really matters to me, which is making an impact and being on purpose and helping others and changing people's lives, hopefully for the better. So my intention in sharing this is to maybe shine a light on a potential pathway to making six figures in your own business, if that's important to you. I also want to share this because while I don't think money is the most important thing in the world, far from it, it is important. We live in a capitalist society right now. That's the structure that we live within. And in order to do things in the world, we need resource. We need capital. We need money to do that. And we have the opportunity to change the narrative around currency around making money, around wealth. And we have the opportunity to reinvest that wealth and that resource into our communities, into our families, into our friends, into the people, organizations, and ideas that we care about. And I think that if more people like you and me who want to elevate the world and make it a better place, have more access to capital, then that's a good thing because we can rewrite the perspective. We can rewrite how wealth and money and, and what community looks like when we feel resourced and when we, when we can resource others. Go back and listen to the anti-capitalist episode with Samara Kasai. I think it's episode two. They talk about all of this and why actually getting wealthy and having money isn't a bad thing and it's a birthright. And it may help you if you're feeling resistant to this idea, get maybe a little bit more comfortable and familiar. So that's my intention. My intention isn't to prioritize money, but I also know that this is something that's on a lot of people's minds. And I want to share openly how it's worked for me and how I've been able to do it on my own terms without investment from outside funders, just bootstrapping my own company and my own business. And I also just want to say out loud, that's my intention and my intentions are pure and clear to me and I can't control how other people perceive this. So I know who I want to help and who my intention in sharing this information and and that's all I can do, right? So while I'm a little bit nervous because I don't want people to perceive me as someone who's money hungry or selfish or any of that, I can't control those perceptions. All I can do is show up as myself and communicate as clearly as I possibly can and know that I probably won't communicate it perfectly all the time and hope that my message shines through. And if it doesn't, there's not a lot I can do about that. But I am just energetically wrapping this episode up in a big bubble of golden pinky light and joy and generosity and love and sending it out to you and I hope it's helpful let's dive into the content we're gonna talk about cash money let me tell you how I broke this episode down obviously I've got hella notes for this episode so I'm gonna talk about the anatomy of a six figure month of a 100 K month in an intuitive business. I am using holisticism as an example because this is the only business that I single-handedly was responsible for making 100k, like where I was the CEO of the company making 100k in the month or more than 100k in a month. So I'm going to share with you how it worked for holisticism and I just want to drop this in your ear, there are a million ways to do this, but I'm showing you one way. I'm showing you one roadmap. You can pick and choose what you like from this roadmap and Or you can replicate it yourself, and it will probably work really well for you because this method works. I'm going to break down the anatomy of 100K k month, and then I'm going to talk about the six keys to six-figure months. So we're getting the tangible pragmatic in the beginning, and then the sort of theory behind it in the second half of this episode. All right. So let's dive in. Three things that you need to think about with the anatomy of your business and what it takes to make 100K or more six figures in a month. First, you need to think of the structure. You are not going to stumble into a 100K month. (laughs) You're not going to like accidentally wake up and be like, oh shit, I went from making zero dollars or from making four figures to making six figures overnight. That may happen once in a blue moon. Totally. That's really cool. However, we want to create a repeatable, reliable sales process and structure so that it's not accidental. So you're not just lighting candles, crossing your fingers and hoping for the best, right? So you're not just writing down on your manifestation list or whatever. I make six figures in a month and then waiting for it, the universe to like smack you upside the head and for it to happen. We want to create this structure for ourselves. We want to create something that we know works so that it is repeatable so that we can consistently make this income or we can make this revenue for ourselves. So you're gonna need to have some structure in the work that you do. Second thing that comes into the anatomy of 100K a month is actually expenses. You have to spend money in order to make money. You don't have to spend like a jillion dollars, but you do have to spend money because you have to invest in the frameworks and in things like supplies and yourself (laughs) in order to make money. You need to put a little bit of money down. So I want to plant that seed for you because so often we get scared. I'll speak from the eye. I was so scared to invest money in my business, even to invest money in myself. I didn't pay myself for so long. And that is not healthy. That's not a healthy business. We would not expect a seed to grow in the desert without water, right? Or without sunlight. We need to to nourish ourselves in our business. Think of your business as a living, breathing thing. What food does it need? What water does it need? What sunlight does it need to help it grow? And then finally, we want to think of our income streams. What are the income streams or the revenue streams that you're going to be looking at and considering to build up to that six-figure month? All right. So now that we know the three sort of key components of 100K k month, let's dive a little bit deeper into the last two, expenses and income streams. So let's look at holisticism, or I'll give you an example of the expenses that holisticism incurs in order to make money. So first, we need to think of just generally our things that we need to run our business, right? Things like supplies, software, payment processor. Without all that stuff, without that infrastructure, our business couldn't exist, right? We need to have a website on the internet, even a really cheap website, right? Something on Squarespace. We need to have a payment processor, something like Stripe or Square or PayPal in order to run payments. And we also need certain supplies like the internet or pens or a printer or a computer. That's definitely a supply that you need if you're going to be running an online business. So a lot of our expenses are regular monthly expenses, including our software expenses. We pay for things like an email service provider and for a course software and for community software and for software that helps us post on Pinterest. And I pay for an SEO website that I can look up SEO key terms on called SEMrush. So these are monthly recurring Expenses that I know are going to take away from my bottom line—they're pulling from my profits—and those are my operating expenses. On your Excel spreadsheet, this would be called OPEX. By the way, like I break out into hives when I look at Excel spreadsheets, so like don't worry—you can have a successful business and also not really like math. Hello, I have a BFA in dance. If I can do it, you can do it. So these are what we call our operating expenses. They're the things that we need to pay in order to operate. If you had an in-person space, your rent would be included in your operating expenses. Or if you work at a co-working space, that's part of your operating expenses. Other operating expenses sometimes include payroll, but sometimes payroll is separate from OPEX, your operating expenses. For me, I like to lump them all in because I can't run my business without my team and without paying myself, I refuse to do that anymore. So because I used to not pay myself, that's not on the menu for me moving forward with the rest of my life. So when we're looking at our expenses, we're looking at those operating expenses, supplies, software, payment processor, stuff like that. Then we look at our payroll or the salary expenses. So what do you pay yourself? What are you paying your, your team members or the people that work with you? We basically know how much we're going to be spending every single month because those numbers don't change too much. And then finally, we have other expenses like our accountant and our bookkeeper, which is definitely worth the investment. I strongly recommend that you start working with an accountant or a bookkeeper as soon as you can when you start your business and you start making money. That's someone who's not on my payroll, but who is a contractor for me, who I know I pay every single month. And then we have occasional freelancers who we sometimes work with. I personally. This is my my personal ethic. I don't love working with freelancers because I like being able to give people reliable income. So if I am working with someone, I don't want to pay them per task. I would love to pay them either a flat fee monthly and have them on retainer or make them an employee or a part-time employee. This is a little bit different than how some people work. And it's not actually the best for them business, but it is best for the human. It's more expensive to have people on payroll as opposed to paying independent contractors. But I want to offer the people that are working on holisticism some stability and, and resource and care. That's important to me. So all that being said, we have occasional freelancers that we work with, graphic design, people who post on Medium for us, who you know, turn our blog posts into Medium posts. Occasionally, I'll have someone come in and we have a photographer who is not on staff, but who takes photos for us every quarter, every six months. And then we have people like our podcast editor. You know, So those are some of our expenses. And then finally, we have our payment processor, which I alluded to in our OPEX. Your payment processor is going to take a percentage of your revenue. So every time you swipe your credit card to pay for something or to have someone pay you, your payment processor, whether it's Stripe or PayPal or something else, Square, takes a percentage of that fee. And that's what you're paying them in order to get that money. So you might see that you're paying $5,000 a month to Stripe and you're like, what the fuck? That's what happens when you're moving more money through your business. So... It's really important to know what your expenses are and to keep your shit tight because when you're leaking money, you're leaking energy. And we want our business to be this sort of like watertight ship. We don't want to be leaking energy. We don't want to be leaking money either. And when it comes to our expenses, this was a really tough lesson for me to learn. I am very, very scrappy and very, very frugal. So because my dad raised me that way and because I've worked in startups for so long where there wasn't always money to spend. And if we could figure out a cheaper way to do it or to sort of like jerry-rig it, then we would as opposed to just paying, I don't know, someone $500 to do the job for us. We'd figure out how to do the job for 30 bucks and it would be okay. And maybe it would break, but we'd save a lot of money. I have had to come to a happy medium at Holisticism with wanting to do everything myself and DIY it and sort of like tack it together with toothpaste and bubblegum and shoestring. And also know that sometimes it is worth it to pay someone else to do a job for me because my time is so valuable. So when you're an entrepreneur, that's something to think about for yourself and just check in with yourself and ask, is this a CEO level task that I'm doing right now? And if it's not, then it's probably time to pay someone else to do it because your time is really expensive. And then I asked myself on the flip side of that, is this the best possible option? Is this the cheapest, not not even the cheapest, but just the most efficacious option? If we have an email service provider that we have to pay $500 to every month, That's great, but then we also have an email service provider that's only $19 a month, Flowdesk, what's up, that basically does the same thing and all that we need. I'm gonna go with that cheaper option. Bigger is not always better, more is not always better, better is better. So think about your expenses. That's a huge part of making money is getting yourself in the position to be able to scale and run your business effectively. And you need to have some systems in place. You probably need to have some software in place. You probably need to have a payment processor in place in order to do that. So be okay with knowing that you're going to spend money and your expenses will go up as you dive Deeper into your business and making more. Your expenses are going to go up. That's okay. You also want to protect your profits as much as you can and be really thoughtful about how you're spending your money. The next thing in our anatomy so, we've already talked about structure, we've already talked about expenses. Finally, we get to income streams or revenue streams. You're typically going to have more than one revenue stream if you're making six figures in a month or you're having a seven figure or eight figure year. Having a diverse set of revenue streams is important for the health of your business. God forbid, maybe you run out of a product or you can't make a product anymore. You can't sell a specific service that you have for whatever reason. If that's the only way that you make money, then you are cutting off the energy, right? And there's no other way to reroute it into other products or services that you offer. So having a diverse population of revenue streams is really, really important in keeping a healthy business, right? However, we don't want to have so many revenue streams that we're not pushing energy thoughtfully in all of those directions. If you have a hundred revenue streams on on your docket, the chances are you're probably like mm, underperforming. On quite a few of them and not thoughtfully putting energy towards them and helping them grow. So we want to kind of prune our business. Think of it as a living, breathing thing. We want to prune our business and cut off the branches or the leaves that just aren't growing and that are sort of taking energy away from the main plant and really Reinvest in and nourish and water and shine sunlight on the branches that are growing and that are growing really quickly and well and are really healthy. There are two ways that you can make money, right? You can either have a product or you can have a service. Product based businesses are businesses that sell something like, I don't know, ashtrays or mugs or a digital course or a membership or A class, like a yoga class, would definitely be a product versus a service-based business, which would be something like consulting or going to your dentist would be a service. They're offering you a service, totally a service-based business. A psychic or someone who's working one-on-one as a nutritionist, these are services, right? So you may have a business that is completely product-based or you might have a business that's completely service-based. Or maybe you have a business that's a combination of the two, where you have a couple of products and you also maybe have a couple of services. You can do whatever you want. Your business can look however you want it to look. Typically people start with a service-based business and move into a product-based business because once you've created your service and you've really mastered how you deliver your service to your clients or your customers, you can turn it into a product. And for me, that is the best way to scale to six or seven figure months. It is simply easier to reach more people when you have a product because your time is limited when you are a service-based entrepreneur, right? You have a limited number of hours that you can offer that one-on-one service or even that group service. You have a limitation on what you can bill or the income that you can make. It's much easier to scale yourself and your profits if you have a product. Just putting that out there, not saying that it's impossible, far from it. It's not impossible. However, I think it's easier to scale yourself when you have a product that's easy to basically like spread to the masses, right? To reach more people. At Holisticism, we only have two income streams. Well, we have three income streams, I should say. We have the North Node, which is our community membership. That is a product that we make at Holisticism. And that membership is on a monthly recurring revenue cycle, meaning that I know and I can rely on that revenue every single month because it's a subscription-based business. So having a monthly recurring revenue business or product is awesome, It really sets you up for having a healthy business because you can predict exactly how much money you're going to be making in the next six months or year based on how many people are subscribed for that product. I strongly recommend it if you want to have a steady stream of income coming in on the regular. On the other side of that, we have our courses that we offer. We have the Profitable Content Creator Lab, which helps individuals create products in their businesses, digital products in their businesses, and the Infinite Well Accelerator, which helps service-based practitioners build up services and get a steady flow of clients and customers coming in without having to use any sort of Instagram marketing because you know that I don't like Instagram. Don't tell Mark Zuckerberg. Okay. So we've got these two courses. Our courses are only open one time a year each. Profitable Content Creator Lab opens in the spring for like three days. And IWA, the Infinite Well Accelerator, opens in the fall for a couple days. If this was like a heartbeat or something, we've got our monthly recurring revenue from the North Node, which beats at a pretty steady rate. And then we've got a big spike in the beginning of the year, in like quarter two, beginning of quarter two, when we launched the Profitable Content Creator Lab. And then we have another big spike in the fall, in the beginning of quarter three, when we launched IWA. And that's what our business looks like. Now, We also have some other ways that we make money at Holisticism that I don't consider in my revenue plan. We have one-off classes that we do with practitioners and brands and other amazing people. You might have taken some of them. And those are run on a sliding scale, like everything that we do at Holisticism. We don't take any money from those classes. So 100% of the ticket sales for those classes go back to the practitioners or the people who are leading them which means that we actually lose money on these classes because we are incurring the cost of the payment processor. So yeah, we lose money on them. It's not a very good business move if you're just looking at currency, but I love offering these classes to our community because they're really accessible and affordable and they're really fun. (laughs) And we get to promote incredible practitioners to our community and to me that's the point of what we do at holisticism right we want to make wellness as accessible and inclusive as possible and one of the ways that we do that is providing education and resources so you can learn more about wellness practices that you might not have known about in the past we've taught workshops on everything from 5D quantum theory to the akashic records to tarot to breathwork to alexander technique to astrology and those are amazing and such a key component in the purpose of holisticism, but we don't make money on them. To me, it's really cool that I get to pay a practitioner who normally doesn't make that much money off of classes, 1000 two thousand, $2,000, $3,000 for the number of tickets that we've sold. It feels really good. And another way that we make a very small amount of income is through affiliate sales of Flowdesk. Flowdesk is our email service provider. I'm obsessed with it. I Love it. And we are an affiliate for Flowdesk. So if you sign up for Flowdesk using the code Holisticism, you'll get Flowdesk for $19 a month for the rest of your life, which is a crazy deal. And we get a little kickback every time that someone signs up for it. So occasionally, once or twice a month, I'll go check my PayPal and I'll see that we've got $1,000, $2,000 from Flowdesk in there. And that's great. I don't really count it as money because it's unreliable, but it means that I can give bonuses to my team or I can spend a little bit more money on having a class and not making money off of it, right? Or I can reinvest that back into my community or back into the business somehow. So that's like our fun money, unreliable, but fun. So our main revenue streams are the North Node and then the two courses that I teach at Holisticism. And when we've had our six-figure months, we've had quite a few this year at Holisticism. We've also had some months where we only made twenty or $30,000, and that's totally okay. I know that the cycle of our business is going to be up and down, and we'll have really big months some months, and we'll have down months other months. And to me, that is actually... Lovely because it matches my energy wave. And I'm going to talk about that in just a second. But I just wanted to show to you and and show you that a six figure month doesn't have to be every single month. It, It can be. That's really cool. And if that's your goal, that you can definitely make that happen. But you also probably want to think about having much more reliable income, even if it's smaller, right? Reliable income months that you know that you can count on because. When we have that reliable monthly recurring revenue coming in for our business, it is like, it's consistency, right? It's reliability. And I know that I'm going to be able to imp- to pay my employees every month as long as we've got that monthly recurring revenue. And it's great when we have those other huge months that we've been preparing for and working really hard for because those don't happen by accident. Those are repeatable launches and strategies that we have been able to execute on multiple, multiple times. So we know it's not an accident that it happens. It's very thoughtful, but it's also really nice to know that even on the months that I'm not making a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars I still have enough money in the bank to sort of float me and my business and my people for the next few months. All right. So now that you know what a six figure month looks like for holisticism, typically... Our six-figure months are the months where we're launching a product and maybe the couple months after that because we have payment plans for a lot of our products. So we'll have a little bit of like a a bubble for a couple months where we're making six figures and then it'll drop back down again. You know how it works. But let's talk about the six keys to six-figure months because to me, that's even more important than you seeing our numbers or hearing about our numbers on the back end. So to me, there are six keys to six-figure months. And when I was thinking about this, I realized that (laughs) this is way more important than maybe like any numbers that I can give you, because this is the mindset stuff that you need to know to make that jump from four or five figures a month to six figures a month. So the first key, think about your energy waves. Your income doesn't have to be consistent every single month. Just like I showed you just before this on this podcast, we're not making $500,000 every single month. That's cool. And that can be the goal that you have in mind for yourself. But it's also possible to have a business that doesn't have that much money every single month, that has ebbs and flows. We have natural energetic waves, all of us. And so do our businesses. My energetic wave, now that I've studied it and I know it, because it took some time, I have like three days where I'm super on and like I'm fucking crushing it. And I just have so much energy and I feel amazing and alive and I can take a million meetings. And then I have like three days after that where I just need to be like alone in my corner, like cocooning, (laughs) hardcore mole lady. And we're all different, right? You might have an energetic wave of being super on for a month and then be super off for another month. My partner is a manifesting generator in human design and he's like super on for 45 minutes and then he's got some downtime where he needs to like, you know, go eat a snack or like lay down or get distracted or whatever for maybe an hour. And then he jumps back into work and he's hyper-focused on work for the next 45 minutes. So he's got these little peaks all throughout the day and I am so jealous of him. The key is knowing what your energetic wave is and then figuring out the energetic wave of your business and just knowing that cadence and getting into that cadence. If you think about the way that your business structure is set up and remember your repeatable reliable sales process, remember that's the structure of your business is key to the anatomy of a hundred K month. What does that repeatable, reliable sales process look like for you? Are you the type of person with the type of business and infrastructure where you can have a sales week at the beginning of the week and then you're down for two weeks and then you have a prep week and then you jump into sales again? For me, that is not possible because I'm too tired and I don't like selling things. I really like teaching and making, and selling is part of keeping this business alive and doing it and helping more people, but it's not what sparks the most joy for me. So I like to have much more downtime. I'll have six months of downtime where I'm not selling anything and then a couple days of selling something and then back into the cave we go. And that is how my business is structured, right? It's structured for that. That's the cool thing about running an intuitive business. You get to structure this work however you would like and whatever works for you. Remember, you are being consumed when you sell something. You're being taken in, consumed, enjoyed, received by the people who are buying what you're selling. And that means that you need to have some time to replete yourself and to replenish yourself. And for me, my energy wave is, I need a lot of downtime. Your energetic wave might be You're one day off, one day on, one day off, one day on. Or maybe you're just like my partner, E. You're like on one hour, off another hour. Fabulous. Know what your wave is and plan your business accordingly. The second key to six-figure months is being focused and intentional. Like, sorry. (laughs) There's no secret like formula. You got to be focused and you got to be really clear on what your intent is. Know yourself, know what you want, and know what you're focused on creating with your work and your business. Because shiny object syndrome is real as fuck, dude. Like in this 2021 landscape, we are. Constantly getting amazing opportunities dangled in front of us. Like that is what being an entrepreneur is. It's having all these amazing chances to change the world dropped in front of your face every five seconds. New ideas, new people, new collaborations, new partnerships. And you have to decide which one you want to take because you can't take all of them, right? You can do anything, but you can't do everything. So where are you going to invest your energy and your time and your brilliance and your magic, right? And to just like tack on to the end of the second key of being focused and intentional. I use my Akashic records. I use the tarot and I use my own sort of magical spells to make bring myself back to the center and to my focus on when I'm building at Holisticism. but. It's also really important to get clear on your value proposition and to know that for yourself. Your value proposition, by the way, can also change and evolve over time. That's totally fine. But you want to know what you're working towards, right? And Cliff's Notes version, your value proposition is basically what do people pay you to do? So you can put it in one sentence. At Holisticism, people pay us to... Learn more about wellness and well being from a practical, inclusive, accessible perspective, right? And there are a million ways to make your value proposition come to life. There are different products, there are different services, there are so many different tactics that you can sort of and ways that you can attack that problem that looks so different. So there could be a million of you out there listening. God, I hope one day we get a million downloads. That would be so cool. But there could be, let's say a thousand of you out there listening to this podcast episode who maybe have the exact same value proposition as we do at Holisticism and all of our businesses could be completely different. So that's all to say that having your value proposition in your mind's eye is really important because you're going to make every decision in your business based off that value proposition. Every decision, every move that you make has to serve that. Otherwise, you're just wasting energy, you're wasting money, you're wasting time. So be ruthless. And when it comes to making decisions around everything from whether you should open that email from that person to whether you should partner on that event to whether you should open up your phone and hop on an IG live, ask yourself Does this serve my value proposition? Does this help me do XYZ? Does this help me make well being more accessible to more people? If it does, Awesome. Great. Go ahead and do it. If it doesn't cut it out or put a pin in it and come back to it later or figure out a way for it to actually serve your value proposition and make it work for you. When you first get started, at least I felt like when I first got started, I had so many decisions I had to made that that all seemed like really good decisions, right? Or good options getting exposure, connecting with cool people. There were were so many places that I could invest my time and energy. And just knowing what my value proposition was and being able to hold that up and then say, yes or no, this this definitely serves this or it definitely doesn't, just helped my sort of like, you know, frazzled brain point in one direction. And I really think that that's what you need in order to get to that six figure mark, if that's something that you're interested in, or to accomplish any big goal that you want to accomplish. All right, the third key is simplicity over complexity. Ah, So, (laughs) my kink is always trying to do too much. And I think that whether it's trying to honestly, I probably should have made this podcast episode two episodes instead of one. But here, you know, here we are. I think that this is not just limited to me. I think that a lot of intuitive entrepreneurs do the same thing. We think that we need to pack as much as possible into everything that we do. I think I'll speak from the eye. I thought that I needed to have everything look perfect. I needed to have all the bells and whistles. I needed to act quote unquote as if, you know, as if I was running a six, you know, or seven-figure business. What kind of software would I have? What would I do? And really that was big that wasn't right. In reality, you don't actually need more complexity. What you really need is to be more simple to streamline your processes and your systems, because when you get really streamlined and clear is when the energy is really clear, it's not bouncing around all over the place, right? It's much more directed and powerful. And when you've got that repeatable, reliable revenue stream or system where you know that you, you know exactly how to make revenue and the amount of revenue that you need, usually that system is really simple. It's really clear. It's really, it's a, it's a straight shot, And you can always add on more complexity later. You can always add on things like Facebook ads or fancy funnels, or you can buy better camera equipment or a better podcasting mic, or you can hire more people to help you. You can always do that later when you need to bump things up. But you really don't need a lot in order to get started. And there are so many businesses out there that make six or seven figures that are two person businesses, you know, that aren't stacked with tons of people that that spend millions of dollars on incredible software that are just running on, you know, a flow desk and a Squarespace and, you know, a VA and the mastermind in charge. And that's it. So before you get overwhelmed with all the things I would go through and audit everything that you're paying for and cut down by 50% if you can. I had so many, when I first got started, subscriptions and memberships and you know pieces of software that I had joined for you know $15 or $30 a month that I thought that I needed, that I really wasn't using. And cutting those things out first made me feel really good because it saved me money because I needed to save money. And it also made me more in awareness of the tools that I did have so that I could actually use them properly. And also helped me figure out like, oh, I don't have time actually to invest in this thing right now. And that's a goal in the future. Maybe it's a cool community app or an interesting way to send emails in the future, but I'm going to have to put a pin in that and focus on what really matters right now, which is getting cash flow positive and protecting my profits and paying myself and paying my employees and making sure my business is in a healthy space. And then once I'm there, I can play with other things, but I got to get to that point first. And that's totally doable with basic stuff, with basic software, and with a really small team. Okay, key number four is consistency and reliability. Oh my God. Are we talking about our ideal mate? <laughs> I know that no one really wants to hear consistency is the key because we all want to be an overnight success, or at least let me just speak from the eye. I want to be an overnight success. Are you kidding me? Like I wanted to put this podcast out and have like, you know, a million people download it in a day and just like be on top of the Apple podcast charts. But I've been around the block long enough to know that that's not how this works. And that's not also how I work. That's really important. There are some people out there who have an energetic blueprint. Maybe it's their design. Maybe it's their astrology where they will just like superstar jettison into rocket space, like they're rocket ships, right? And anything they do or anything they touch like sort of like gets all the eyes on it from the jump and then it kind of goes downhill from there. Others of us are a slow burn. (laughs) And I think that that's actually a great skill to have or a great place to be in, to be a slow burn, because it teaches you to just show up consistently and to do a good job and do a good job for yourself and put your head down and be proud of what you're making. And that's the key to six-figure months and consistent, reliable revenue, right? It's not jettisoning into outer space via an accident or via a crazy algorithm glitch or because some crazy influencer featured you one time because that's not repeatable right that is relying on luck and luck isn't bad like and i'm very lucky as well like i i work hard but i'm also extremely lucky <laughs> extremely so this is all to say that In order to get to six figure months and to create that consistent, reliable revenue, you have to lay the groundwork. And that means that you just need to work consistently. You have to show up consistently. That doesn't mean that you need to grind yourself into like, you know, the thinnest paste ever and burn the midnight oil and work a million hours a day. That's not consistency, that's overwork. And that's not really what I'm about. I'm about more naps in 2021. Consistency just means showing up and doing a little bit of that work every single day. Maybe you do one hour, maybe you do 10 minutes, maybe you do 10 hours. I don't know. It just depends on your energy, but you show up consistently and that's it. That's what professionals do. (laughs) So while I'm sure it's possible to wake up one morning and all of a sudden have six figures in your bank account, it's much more likely that if you show up consistently, you will wake up to six figures in your bank account, but it won't be a surprise. It'll be an inevitable. And that's when you're predicting and casting the future. And that's spell work to me is consistency. And honestly, pretty much any spell that maybe you've practiced before, if you're a witch or if you've ever done spell work, you know that you can't multitask and do magic. So you have to be focused. That goes back to our second key. And usually it's a a process. that's not just done in one fell swoop. It's sometimes multi-day or multi-week or even longer than that. And it means that you have to show up consistently for that spell and for that magic you're creating. So there you go. Key number five, is to ask yourself, what would I do if I was being radically generous? Now, I know this is like a maybe, maybe surprising when we're talking about something like revenue, but stay with me. When we ask, how can I offer more to my community? How can I pour back into other people? That is abundance mindset. That is that creation and consumption process, right? Of like, well, how can I give more? What would it look like if I was out of scarcity and like, and if I wasn't like counting my pennies like Scrooge McDuck, you know? What would it look like if I wanted to be as open and as generous as humanly possible? And giving from there. And when we ask this question and we do it from a place of interdependence as opposed to codependence, we also ask this question responsibly, because we say, in order to give and be radically generous, I need to be resourced. I need to be able to be radically generous. I need to be able to give of myself. And I can't give of myself and show up 100% if I'm depleted, if I'm not resourced myself. So it's a twofold, it's kind of a trick question because it makes you get your shit together because you don't have the same opportunity to be radically generous if you are not full, if you are not 100% yourself. If you're not resourced and resource can be anything, right? Like it could be financial resource, but it can be emotional resource. It can be spiritual resource. You have to check for yourself. Where do you fall? Do you feel well resourced right now? I felt more well resourced when I had sometimes when I had less money in the bank account and I had friends around me and connections and people versus when I had lots of money and I felt isolated from my friends and the people that mattered to me, right? So check in with yourself, but when we get into the place of asking and orienting our business around impact and being radically generous then first off we're much more innovative and creative and second that's abundance mindset all of a sudden we act in we want to begin to act in collaboration we want to act in community we want to pull other people into the work that we're doing and prioritize community and pouring back into the people that matter to us and the people that surround us above all else. And I've found that every time that we have reprioritized radical generosity and holisticism, our bank account has increased significantly. Our revenues have increased significantly. And I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that that's a combination of creative problem solving and strategic problem solving that happens when you start thinking outside of the box and start thinking beyond what people tell you to think, how people tell you to think in business and by involving others. And instead of being in competition with others, actually asking, how can I fold these people in and uplift them and work with them too, and take them with me on this amazing journey? Or how can we get there together? And then finally, key number six is to put on your scrappy pants. (laughs) Oh my gosh, there have been, like, maybe this sounded, I made this sound easy, but I don't think it was that easy. Like, getting to six figures was a slog, you know? At, At times it was scary and it was intimidating. And there were many moments where my plans, my well-laid plans, because I love a plan, it didn't go according to plan. And of course, there are some times where it did. That was great. But the moments where things don't go to plan, where you're not making the sales that you want to make or where people aren't really vibing with your product or no one's showing up to your IG lives or no one's downloading your podcast, whatever it might be, you got to put on your scrappy pants. Don't give up without a fight. Like, if you care about this thing, don't roll over and die. You know, don't just give up and be like, well, I guess the universe didn't want anyone to read this blog post. Okay, sure. Right. Like, I get not wanting to be like desperate and thirsty, but also if you love the work that you made and you're proud of it and you think it's important and meaningful, then you have to advocate for it and you have to advocate for yourself. So if things aren't going the way that you want, ask, like, Have I tried everything? Have I tried absolutely everything? And this is when you got to put on your scrappy pants sometimes and be like, okay, well, I didn't try this. Or this is so intimidating to me to ask for help or to send another email or to do XYZ thing, right? Thing that you don't want to do. But I gotta try because I have to give myself the opportunity. I remember when I first started holisticism, I used to be the type of person that would like, you know, go like 75% in, you know, and would show up and would try hard, but wouldn't go like all the way. And I think it was because I wanted to give myself an out for if I failed. Like I wanted to have an an excuse, maybe. That's kind of harsh language for my former self. But yeah, I wanted to have like, oh, well, I didn't you know, get that investor because, you know, I didn't really try. Like if I'd really pitched them and like really tried, then I definitely would have gotten it. Right. Or, oh, that product launch didn't go as well as I thought. But like, it was only because I like half-assed it, you know, if I really tried it and I like really like was showing up, then I totally would have made that goal. I just like didn't care. And after a while that just got really like boring to me. That story was so stupid <laughs> to me. And it kept me really small because I was just afraid of failing. But like, listen, I failed anyways because I was, wasn't was giving all of my heart and all of my gut and all of my spirit to what I was doing. And that's to me like what putting your scrappy pants on is. It's like that extra 10% that maybe the perfectionist in you is a little bit afraid to do because you want that opportunity to like that scapegoat in your own actions to be like, well, I didn't try like absolutely everything. And I'm sure that if I had, I would have gotten to my goal. But like, you know, I didn't. I'm too cool or whatever. I don't care that much or I'm not desperate or whatever story maybe that those are stories that I had. You might have your own story. Putting on your scrappy pants is fucking cool. First off, it's cool. If you're doing it and you're being scrappy right now, I salute you. I think you're fucking cool. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. Second, When you don't just follow the plan, when you have a plan, like, listen, having a plan is really important, but when you have a plan and it's not going the way you want, you have tons of space for your intuition and your inspiration to strike and to like drop down on you and give you a brilliant idea. And you have the laboratory to to try and to experiment with it. So I say, go and do it. So many of my like scrappy pants moments, moments where I was like, well, shit, I hope this works because, like, this is my Hail Mary actually worked and are actually now things that I've been able to integrate into my business and into my work that are systems that I go back to that are repeatable, that I never would have thought of if everything went to plan, if everything was perfect, if everything just went the way that I wish it had gone in my brain. But these are happy little discoveries and lucky discoveries that we make on this path in, in intuitive entrepreneurship. And really, I feel like I've said this before, but building an intuitive business is personal development, like 10x. That's all that it is. We are deepening and learning more about ourselves and who we are and how we want to show up in the world. And we're healing our shit and we're leveling up in all the ways. So, you know, when we move and we expand in one direction of our lives, whether it's love or it's our business or it's self care. We're really leveling up most of the time. We're we're moving the needle in the other directions too. It's kind of like a bar graph, like if all the bars went up together. They're all a little bit connected in that way. We're sort of incrementally learning and expanding and growing. And that's what I think is so cool about running an intuitive business is because it's constantly asking you to level up in all the ways from self-love to your business and your purpose and your soul's work to community love to beyond. So those are the six keys to six figure months. And I'm really nervous for this episode to go out. So I hope that you liked it. And I hope that I articulated myself clearly. I'm sure I didn't. But you know, the reason that I'm sharing this is not because I think everyone needs to make six figures or seven figures or eight figures in order to be successful far from it. But As I said in the intro of this episode, when we can pull the curtain back, and at least for me, when I felt like I had a roadmap to accomplishing this big goal that felt so intimidating to me before, I could focus my energy not just on making money and being able to provide for myself and my family, but on the other things that were more important to me, like running a business that has impact and following my intuition, and showing up for my community. So my goal in sharing this with you is to ideally help you get to whatever goal that you wanna get to, whether it's running a six-figure business, or a seven-figure business, or a five-figure business, or running a business that's more intuitive and aligned with whoever you are, but also to remind you that you can have an amazing, amazing business that gives back to others and you can also be really well resourced and that you deserve to be taken care of too. And it's not about all money, honey, and it's not about material things. That's not why we do this work. But you also don't need to be living paycheck to paycheck in order to help people. I really believe that in this new world that we're creating, we deserve to have our needs met. (laughs) And to be able to pay for things like healthcare and groceries and rent, and to not worry about the necessities. And I believe in you and the work that you're here to do. And I believe in longevity and that we should run businesses that support our longevity. And so for many of us, that means running businesses that do make six figures in revenue or beyond. Okay, so that's all I've got for you today. I hope that you liked this. If you could share this with a friend, it really makes a huge difference when you share it on Instagram or when you send this to your homies. Really, it, it makes such a big difference to us and we really appreciate it. If you rate, review, and subscribe, I know that sounds so silly and everyone says it, but it does help us get found by other people. And That's great. As an independent podcast, that's made by female identifying people. We love that. And I think that's it. If you have any questions, you can shoot me a text at the link and the number in our show notes. And you can grab the six keys to six figure months at holisticism.com backslash six dash figure dash month. Okay. I'll see you next week for the podcast. We are talking to da 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 Satara oh my god next week's episode is so good we're talking about Conjure Conjure Doctor Satara so make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast so that you know when that drops because it's so amazing thank you thank you thank you for listening to this episode I hope you enjoyed it I hope it inspired you and if you have any questions just shoot me a text or hit me up at Holisticism on Instagram I'll talk to you soon bye